you are needed with your unique gifts and um, just if you just could accept that as a fact even though you maybe don't believe it that's already helpful like yeah so what i just do it i just do it whatever Hey, I'm Ronia Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and Queen of Joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy. And that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Hello and good evening from Switzerland. We had a little glitch with the times and um, we're on now. I really hope you didn't wait like this in front of your screen. We are happy to talk to you about the work situation. Maybe you're in a situation you don't like and you don't believe or you don't think there is something else for you. We are big fans of uh, improving our work situations. We are constantly changing it and we have a lot of ideas for you. So I'm happy to be here with Leanne and Andy today. And um, Darren is missing. He will be back next week, but Leanne will be missing. So we are two weeks. We are three persons online. And now let's start. Leanne, just do your introduction yourself. And then we dive right in into our journey of work situations, improvings. <laughs> cool. Hello, I am Leanne Dorsch. I live in British Columbia, Canada, and we're finally getting spring, so I'm super excited. Um, I have an online company called My NICU Family that helps families who've had infants in intensive care units, and I'm connected to people all over the world, so I'm very grateful to be of service. And online, being of service international is just possible. That's just so cool. It is. Andy, what are you doing? Yes, I am from Switzerland, like Romia, and now, right now I live in California with my husband and my two kids in Southern California, and I teach German online. I teach at SwissMissAndy.com, and right now where we are home and the kids are not in school, it's very convenient to have my online lessons that I really enjoy. I really love teaching. And um, it's fun to talk about this today. Thank you. And I'm Ronja from joyismycompass.com. And I'm so happy to have the honor to, that I have the honor to be the host of our talks for so many weeks now. We started out of a, an idea of Darian, like, let's do that again. And let's bring in other people. And it, it's just beautiful how this, um, this all started and how we how we continue so Andy, you brought up the the topic because that's something dear to your heart and um yeah let's let's start with you yes it's dear, it's really dear to my heart because i remember back in 2014 that i had been contemplating about changing my work situation 
it kind of came in cycles. I was teaching as an elementary school teacher and special ed teacher, and every now and then I came to the point where I felt like I'm not really happy anymore. This doesn't really work for me anymore. I wasn't really happy with the public school systems anymore. I felt it was time for a change. But then what I would do is, I remember as a teacher, you can take vacations, right? I would go on a long vacation, come back, and be okay with it again. So in 2014, finally, I felt like I'm done. And it was more like a, a crash, I remember, because I just really couldn't take it anymore. Because I hadn't listened to the early signs, I kind of emotionally crashed. And um, took a few months off to reevaluate my situation. And looking back at that now, six years later, I see, first of all, how long the process can be for you to find yourself in a new happy place, but also how important it is. How important when you can tell that you're not in the right place, that you're unhappy for some kind of reason, that it's really important that you take a look at it and improve your situation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I think it's, it's very important for everybody. And what were these early signs you dismissed? Because I think they're nearly the same or like similar for everyone. And I'm a big fan of listening to your body and your thoughts. And, and do you really remember like which early signs did you like? Yeah, no, 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 no. And then you crashed. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, I was often tired. Um, I remember that I it was hard for me to prepare my lesson. I didn't have the drive anymore. I had negative thoughts about it. But I felt like a hamster in a wheel. I felt like, you know, when a lot of us do, the money needs to come in. It's what I learned. It's what I know. Um, so it was just, I think I was fighting. My thoughts were fighting with the reasoning of you should keep doing what you're doing because that's your income and that's what you learned. That's what you studied against I feel it's time for a change I really want to be lighter and happier and freer in what I do and then um, I think it was really the being tired and the negativity I remember I had a hard time going into teacher rooms you know how in every break in Switzerland teachers go to the teacher room and they talk and I had like a aversion against it so and I do I do agree with you I mean you can your body will usually tell you and if it, you know, if it's just a day and you're having a bad day, it's not what we're talking about. I think it's really when you can tell it's it continuously comes back or it's over a long period of time, where you have to start thinking about um, is it time for a change. How about you, Leanne? I know how many different things you you've done, so that's very interesting. If you had like smooth transitions or or also like breakdowns or like. I can't stand this anymore. I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've had some of each <laughs> of that. Um, I I think my first career that I had chosen was being an archaeologist, and there was <clears throat> there was excitement, there was adventure. I was, you know, going miles and miles and miles into the wilderness on our own whether it's truck helicopter like there was like almost an indiana jones feel to it and all <laughs> archaeologists watching this are going to hate me saying that um because it's not like indiana jones at all but it's, it's the adventure piece where you feel like 
you're challenging so much and exploring for those like pieces of beautiful treasure from the past and you would think that it was all magic and 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 excitement and it's not um it's a job like any other job there's paperwork there's you know trials and struggles and all that kind of stuff and i loved it i had traveled parts of the world to do my archaeology and when i was here at home way up north we were on the top of a mountain and we were doing an assessment a cultural assessment which is required by our government and i had my hands in the dirt and this message just came to me who are you helping and it really sat with me and i really had a hard time with it at first and it kept coming back to me even when we went back to camp and all this kind of stuff and slowly over the next <clears throat> little while there were things that bubbled up within me and it might seem now like it was sort of an obvious thing but back then it was a hard struggle it was that breaking point of wow i've been working like all through my undergrad i've worked for four years outside of you know being under under someone else's wing and all this kind of stuff eight years of this is this done like am i not doing this anymore um so it really really struck me um and i can say more to that later but then the transition to be a counselor um was <laughs> interesting <laughs> Okay. People are like, oh my gosh, how did you go from archaeology to counseling? And I think I've always um, had an interest in, in helping people, right? Um, and I didn't really know how, but with that message and with some life events that happened, there was a real breakdown within my whole system, my myself and my my environment that almost stripped me and I had to listen again like I had to really listen to not only myself but what was being offered to me and there was a girlfriend that I hold very dear to my heart and she at the time was going to law school at this place in the states and she's like come and do a counseling degree here with me and I was like why like one, I don't really want to go to South Dakota. <laughs> Two, um, why counseling? She's like, you would be really good at it and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I took the leap only oh, because... really? Yeah. Wow. Because I trusted her. Like, she was a, one of my best friends at the time. And um, that connection really made me aware of what she was saying and the option for me. Um but it was still a struggle. You know, I had to go to another country. I had to get funding from my government to go there as a student. And, you know, international student costs are not cheap. Um, there was a lot to go into that. And, and again, going from just strict trauma work into the family work that I do now, it, that was a whole big thing, too. So lots of stories. I think it's an important point that you bring up and um I think it's for everybody or a lot of people who changed or who had a transition like that through that um, first of all it needs bravery right it needs courage to do it 
and I think the, the three of us can all say that that's true. Plus, another thing is that it's not it's going to be easy just because I decide, oh, now I'm going to do something that makes sense or that I'm called to or that I will love to do is often goes hand in hand with a time of struggle. And I think that's something we can talk about too today. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it it can be, but it doesn't have to be. I was thinking now and listening to you and my I did so many different things, but it was always not a smooth like yeah, sailing like easy easy transition, but I always did the one thing and then the next came and and but I I told you before, like when I was 17, my friends began to die and that was really sharpening my feeling with myself to just like listen to what I want. I was so committed to make the best out of my days. So when I had an idea or still have, I'm like right into it, like the inspired action. So many are talking about that's my thing. And I don't say I'm perfect or I can do this so well, but like I want to go to Japan, like, yeah, um, internships in Japan, that's not a thing. It's not possible. And then my father is, I learned that from him, like, let's see what our options are. And then he called up all his, his long-term, like 20 year long friends in Japan. But one guy he met once for 20 minutes at university in Zurich, this guy organized everything for me and found the best homestay family and 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 the coolest job i even could choose which products i said i would do anything in japan to if i'm able to be there but i had like i told him gum and chocolate and ice cream and instant noodle soup and instant drinks all these kind of products you don't need for his arrival they interest me and they did all these these products in this um, development uh, laboratory, I, I was able to do my internship. So like, it's a crazy thought. Everybody said that's not possible. And it's not possible to marry that young and don't marry a Japanese guy. You just know for a half a year and all these things. But when I knew I just did it. And um, of course it wasn't easy all the time, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. I think it's a bad adver advertisement if <laughs> we say change your situation and no, it will be hard. I, I know you don't want to say that, Andy, but but it, it can be really easy as soon as you know, oh, and then it can be in the flow again. What do you say, yeah, Andy? I think, I think both, is, both is possible and I only mention that because it's um there's a chance that when you start a new journey and you feel it's not easy that you turn back and go back to what you know okay and that's what i think we shouldn't do and um yes i agree there is absolutely times when everything goes smooth and and every all the transitions are going well pieces are falling into place but i think um when you change your situation you can tell things are not like how are you going to come up with the funding and, and that's often the question when people change jobs or are trying to think of becoming self-employed um you you should not let that stop you i think that is basically my it's okay to have struggles and it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong it means that you're going to grow through the struggles and they're going to teach you something mm -hmm. and, yeah i and think if you're I why why you want to do this new job 
is big enough that can carry you through struggles you know when you know i want to do this no matter what and now i already was brave enough to start i won't turn back i have i want to not i have to i want to proceed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's sort of that beautiful connection to self because when when you are having the inkling of change there's something driving that. There's a deeper sense, whether it's your higher power giving you the messages or just this, the fact of serving differently. Um, and I'm not meaning, like, I think every job serves in, in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to be one-on-one -on -one with people to serve, right? Um, and it's okay to start that new passion project that you want to turn into a job one day when you're still doing your other stuff because I've said it before my teacher Bo, our teacher Bo Eason he says it's okay because plan B can actually pay for plan A for a while right mm -hmm. so like you're saying be gentle with yourself and know that it's a journey and know where your focus is so that that heart song can come through as you learn to walk with it I think that's very important to um, there are different types of people some people really want to jump and build the airplane while they fall and and that's not me I need like I needed to to decrease my teaching hours in a professional school for food technologists and increase my work um, for my own company but then at 30% school with a very high salary so 30% was convenient to pay for everything I knew now I do I have to do the leap and just go to zero but from 70 to 60 to 30 that was just so good for me because otherwise I would have been totally overwhelmed so I think mm -hmm. also writing down different situations or um, setups of your work if you write it down and you just feel like wow that's a good plan I want this one um, you will you will find out if you dream about different different setups Yes, and I think it's an important question also, like, how do you know it's time, right? Like I said at the beginning, how do you know that it's time? And um, I would think just we need to ask ourselves, how do I want to feel when I go and do my job? How do I want to feel, like, sit down, imagine, how do I want to feel when I work? And I, for example, know for myself, I want to feel like I make other people feel better. Like when I teach my German lessons, I know I want to, at the end of the lesson, for the person to feel like they've accomplished something, they've achieved something, they know they can do it, they have self-confidence, they're happier than before. That is my goal. And that is my goal as a human being, to make the other person feel like that. And that, you know, if it's German or something else, whatever you do, at the end doesn't really matter. But that is how I want to feel when I do my job. So when you sit down and you look at your job situation, you ask yourself, how do I feel when I do my job? And then you write down how you feel. And then on the, uh, on the same page on the other side, you write down, how do I want to feel? And then you co start comparing the two. And then maybe you can see, well, there is a gap, how I feel and how I want to feel. Can I change that within the job situation I'm at? 
is that possible or not? If it's not possible, well, what other options do I have? Where do I have my talents? What do I love to do? What brings me joy? But also the money part. I think it's important that you think about, I was thinking about, you know, I was leaving, as you said, Ronia, teachers are paid really well in Switzerland. I was leaving a big salary. But I knew it was always going to be a salary. There's always going to be so much you can make. And I knew I wanted to be able to just make as much as I want. And I don't want to depend on somebody telling me, I'm going to give you your salary. We're in this situation right now. A lot of people depend on their businesses. They depend on them paying the salary. And I personally didn't want to depend on anybody anymore. So I knew I wanted to be able to make more over time. And I wanted to depend on myself, not somebody else telling me if I can have the money at the end of the month or not. So that's why I started. But of course, when I started, these things didn't happen overnight. What happened was that I made zero dollars for a year. So that's when I could tell to myself, I have to keep in mind where I want to go and I have to have, you know, maybe another source where I can make some money to reach the goal that I want to reach. And sometimes it can get really messy, like you feel like you'll never reach it. But I feel then, then it's what Leanne said, and you have to like reconnect with your inner self and you ask, is that still the path I want to go? Is that still the right thing that I want to do? Is that still what's going to bring me joy? Do I still want to make money like that? Do I still want to serve the community like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, Rania, you said earlier, like some people jump and some people need that transition. And there was a time, so I had finished my master's degree in South Dakota and I came back to Canada because my um, student visa was up and I needed a break, I needed to come home, I needed, you know, family and to recharge. Um, And I decided to stay at home and I started looking for counseling jobs. Well, I got stuck between not having enough experience and being too educated. So people were looking, you know, for something that I didn't have a combination of. So being in my... I think I was almost 30 at that point, and I was like, I can't not have a job. Like, I've been working since I was 15 or something. I need a job. So I took my master's degree off of my job, or my resume, and I found a job. I found... Wow. Yeah. I found a job at um, a women's clothing store, (laughs) of all places. And she said that even with my bachelor's degree, I had too much education. And I said, please, I just need to get out of my own head. I need to, like, do something with myself. And, and I, I worked at that job, I think, for a year, all the while trying to get into a job in counseling here in British Columbia. And I kept coming up against the same stuff. You don't have enough experience, you don't have enough, or you have too much education. So, I, in the meantime, I met who is now my husband. So I met Scott, and he and my other really good friend here, they were both like, why are you still doing this job? You know, you've got all this education, and you have big dreams to be a counselor and help people. I was like, I can't get in. I can't get in. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. And the three of us kind of made a plan, and my boyfriend at the time, but my husband now, he said, just 
stop working that job. I'm like, how am I supposed to pay rent? He's like, move in with me. I was like, what? <laughs> we hadn't been seeing each other very long and I'm not that type to like jump into a relationship, but I did it. I quit that job without having anything in place as a job. Now I knew that I was going to be moving into his place, so that was a bit of security, right? Um, and he was willing to help me with that. But I had to volunteer at a society for about three or four months, and then they realized that I had a counseling degree, and I started doing one-off sessions as a private practitioner for some of the people there. And then eight months after that, they hired me as a counselor. <laughs> but it took wow. for freaking ever, and wow. I had to jump. I had to let go of that job that was taking my energy, taking my thoughts, taking, like, holding me in a spot that I thought that I needed at the time because of that security, and I did. Like, had it not been for Scott, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And not everyone is lucky enough to be able to jump and be held on one level or another, right? So we we have to know our drive before a jump, maybe. Um, I know some people who just like to jump, and they figure it out as they go. Um, but that was scary for me because I don't like doing that. <laughs> but it was it was scary. I so. I really admire Jens Corson. It's a German um, psychologist, and he has a super great um, book on Audible. Finally, in English, I don't know if the title in English maybe it's the self developer. That's that's um, the title in in German, and he has one chapter about doing about these kind of things and he suggests that you do your cur current job like with excellence like really like he he had the the story about the back back carrier at the hotel what's that called like the 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 luggage boy mm -hmm. just carry your suitcases with excellence while you think that you want to become a really famous chef like international famous chef but don't slug at the suitcase carrying thing otherwise you won't get there and then you make a good impression and you know like just just be with your all where you are where your feet are and i like that like and you can apply that on every situation when you are shopping be nice and kind and helping there maybe you you meet your future boss or a, a client or you don't know where the opportunities are waiting for you but if you're like grumpy and 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 calling everybody out around you you won't find the the golden nuggets which are leading you your way i'm a big fan of that like take care of your attitude and also of your energy like sleep enough if you can you know yeah it depends on your situation but be of excellent service now and and the stepping stones will appear while you are doing what you you you're doing like now or in a transition or wherever but that's so important i think 
And I'm thinking right now, um, let's think of families that have the situation right now, maybe they both work a lot, um, the husband works a lot, the, woman, the, the wife works a lot, and they have kids. And if you think about it, a lot of people here in America at least, and I know in Europe it's very similar, they work all day long and they have the kids and at the end of the day they're way too tired to even think about changing a, their situation. So I'm thinking um, what I'm thinking nothing is impossible. So I'm thinking this energy question is a really important question. How much energy are you going to put aside to build that job situation that you really want? Even if you are really busy all day with your job, maybe you can cut out a little bit of time during lunch, maybe you can cut out a little bit of time in the evening before you go to bed. Even if you put in a half an hour, an hour a day to focus on what do I want to change, how do I want to feel in my new job situation, do I want to be self-employed or what do I want to do, you will walk towards it. I think it's very important that we don't think in our minds, I'm so way too tired for everything, I can't do this, I'm overwhelmed already. I truly believe nothing is impossible and when you carve out a little bit every day, then you can get there with baby steps. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Do you guys and know Sarah Blakely? I'm a huge fan of Sarah Blakely and the the owner of Spanx. It's she's a self-made billionaire and she started with five thousand dollars and an idea and she was selling fax machines door to door um, for seven years and while doing that she built up her product and prototype and and yeah, you, you should follow her on Instagram or, or wherever you can find her. She did a lot of podcast interviews. It's amazing. And as you said, Andy, half an hour, quarter an hour, one phone call, and then again, slamming doors in, your, in her face that they won't buy a fax machine. But she said, I learned selling and, and I learned um, about disappointment and everything. It's, it's, it's beautiful. If you know what you want to do, and first you have to find out that. And I think as soon, first it's like, oh, I'm too tired to think. But when you get like the hang of your dream, that gives you so much energy. Like, mm -hmm. oh wow, yeah, in 20 years mm -hmm. I will be, that's what Bo Eason says, yes? Uh, Leanne, you can tell more about, you, you're even nearer in his circle. But I love that, like give yourself a big time frame and then do something every day, that gives you energy. And stop watching TV <laughs> or, or, or Facebook. I mean, that's my biggest Facebook, Instagram. That's my biggest uh, time mm -hmm. rubber. Well, and also that you deserve to be happy. I think some, for, some, for some of us, it's a um, question of deserving or thinking, well, I grew up, I saw my, my parents slaving away, I saw that they were working from morning to evening and they were, you know, exhausted and that's just part of life. And this whole trained brain, these, all these patterns that, that you can think, hey, I have a right to be completely happy with what I do. And I, I am, I'm able, I'm totally capable of getting there, even if it takes five, six, ten years. I mean, if you think, I, I think about it like that sometimes, I have hopefully all this time left until I'm 99 years old. Yeah. 
I want to do something with the time that is worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Can can we touch upon just briefly um, how we even figure out what our dream is or how we connected with a passion? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that I would think about three three things here. I would think about what I did for myself is what do I know that is given to me as a gift? So we all have our gifts that are given by birth for things that we're just good at and that we know that we're good at. Like making a list of all these things. And then I would definitely write down how do I want to feel when I exchange these gifts? How would that be possible? And start researching and googling how can I make money with that? And I think when you do these three things, it might not come to you right away, but I think over time you can get different ideas. And I always think it's important too that it can change over time. You can start with something and then it will develop from there into different things or something new. Yeah, also what write down what are people asking you all day long or every day or every week like can you help me with this or with that like that means that you're naturally good at this and maybe you didn't even consider that when you're too much in your in your brain like everybody's asking you for recipes and then you go you're like yeah there are so many blogs and so many cooking books i don't need to do another one but I don't, I don't remember who said that, but if you think that way, like, yeah, there are too many of this and too many of that already, I won't add to that. If everybody would think like that, there would be one cooking book on the whole, in the whole wide world. I love this <laughs> analogy. Like, and there are millions or billions of cooking books and some of them are famous and some of them are not. I think I, I told you that in a, in a previous talk, but like you matter, you're unique touch on something maybe very commonly used or or already here but you have a different tone and people need it need to hear it from you i really you you i hope you can tell that by yourself like you don't like this person or this influencer or this teacher but you like this teacher and then here you can listen and you you absorb what he or she is saying and yeah, with the other one, you're just not in resonance. So you are needed with your unique gifts. And um, just if you just could accept that as a fact, even though you maybe don't believe it, that's already helpful. Like, yeah, so what? I just do it. I just do it, whatever it yeah. is. And I think sometimes it's tempting to think of the money first. Because when we are, you know, sometimes in a place of not feeling safe, we think the money part is in a very important part about it, which I'm not saying it's not. It is an important part that you get paid for your service. But I think it's important that that's not the starting point and the end point of your work. So I wouldn't start thinking about it. How can I make, like I hear that with children sometimes, what's a job that I can make a lot of money? So I think it's more important that we ask ourselves, what am I really good at? And um, how can I help others with what I'm really good at? And what's the amount I would love to have for myself? 
that could be completely different. Some people say, I'm so happy having earning $4,000 every month. That would be perfect for me. And others say, well, my end goal is going to be $40,000 each month. And that's totally different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think these three components are, are vital that, you know, how much money am I going to um, or is my end goal would I like to make with my service and who am I going to serve? Who do I want to bring joy or something better into the life? And what are my talents? What what brings me joy while I'm doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to go back to absolutely, and to like Ronya said, pe- other people can give you indications of what those gifts are because sometimes we don't even really recognize what we're naturally good at, mm-hmm. and. It's, it's nice if you have someone in your life that knows you and that you can have that kind of conversation with just ask them be like what do I naturally do that is really cool or what do you see within me that is sort of like a passion um, there's that piece mm-hmm. Andy that you said that um, to use your gifts to find the job and sometimes it's actually a fascination with something mm-hmm. um, that you want to drive towards that you that the skills and the gifts that you were born with will help that but you need to learn a lot in order to get to those skills and that fascination in the job yes. but backing up a second and and going back to that sort of finding your friends or relatives to tell you what you're good at some of us when we're told what like for me, and I was working with a First Nations elder um, here a few years ago in Vancouver, and she said, it's hard when what you're good at, you don't want to do. Because when, when what you're good at is to help people who are struggling on a very, very deep level, like some of the work that I've done, that's hard work. And I don't know that anyone ever dreams about hearing stories about trauma, right? And other people's trauma. So when when you have this beautiful gift that you've been given at birth, and people are like, oh, you'd be such a great counselor, you know, you do this, this, and this. Well, how, like, that at first scared me. I was like, ugh. Why do I want to deal with other people's problems, you know? I had to really find it within myself what that meant for me. And I I now, having gone through the journey of, what is it, 2010, so the last 11, 12, 13, oh my gosh, 13 years. <laughs> um, sorry, quick math kind of scares you sometimes. <laughs> um, too funny. Uh, I, I love and I feel so blessed with what I can do, with what I have done for people who have come to my aura, right, and my space and asked me for help on that level. But some of us struggle because we're like, I don't want to do that. I know I'm good at it, but I don't want to do it. So and maybe there is just, something you're even better than than you're good at. You know, it could be like teaching for me. It was. The book, The Big Leap, 
I, I don't know if I already told you, but that's one of my favorite. And your zone of excellence, what you're really good at, teaching for me was easy. I loved my students, they loved me. It was really such a good time. But leading groups now and doing my joy work and, and speaking on stage and and making doing online courses, that's my zone of excellence. It's even, even above that. And maybe some things from the part you're good at, but you don't like, you can like chip them away and, and create something new. That's really what I did. I did, I, I don't like controlling people, like you're here and you're not here and you're missing. So you get some, I don't know the words in English and um, tests and correcting tests. I hated that and all these structure of school, but the teaching and speaking in front of people and. I learned so much for my job now, so I don't want to miss, maybe the last year was like, I could have stopped teaching a year earlier, but I think I wouldn't have been ready. So it's perfect the way that is. So even if you're repelling like, no, I don't want to do that, maybe you can change things up and create your own version. And today with online work, it's just possible if your passion is like plants, there are so many people, me included, I can't deal with plants that I just have like the most easy, I don't, <laughs> but whatever is your passion, dogs, plants, like reforming buildings, you can do anything. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important that we don't just ask, what am I good at? You ask, as soon as that you ask that, it's like, what brings me joy? So the both, you need to be able to say to both of them, yes. Yeah. Like the, what's yeah. the, Schnittmangi? <laughs> oh, good question. Yeah. Like what's that? The, the circles, overlap, you know what part. I'm good at, what my passion is, what makes me joyful, and then the little dot in the middle, that's where you have to search for that's your solution. That's where you'll find, yes, I like that, Romia. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. Uh -huh. Exactly. And really, I, I like the money part too. I have to say, I like thinking for myself. How much? What is my end goal? What would I like to in my in my life? Well, what makes me feel comfortable? How much money would I like to be able to also be able to give to others or support um, others? Or so, yeah. Because it's sometimes I think when when I grew up, I didn't realize that the money part is something that I can choose too. I would ask the question as a child: mm, If I become this, how much am I going to make? So you're thinking it's certain things are set. Yeah. And when I now grew older, after my 30s, I started realizing, well, it's up to me. I can, I have a say in this. I, my mind can create the situation where I have exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, all again with online work. I mean, I I att attended a, a life um, event of Denise Duffel Thomas in London. 2015 and she asked this question how much will what do you want to make per per year like what's your number and for me it was three millions like uh, ha ha how how do i gonna do that but i have my joy academy now which is a beautiful program which just lets you design your own life with a lot of joy and it costs at the moment 555 francs or dollars and I just did the math again. It's 5,405 Joy Academies I would have to sell per year. So if I go down per month, divided to 12, divided to through 30, 
it's 15 a day on the whole wide world i know that's not so easy you know people have to know me and but it's possible it's not 5500 per day and you're like yeah that's not po- it's 15 per day so why not you know and and if if you open up your thinking it a lot of doors go open and and like oh wow that's that's even possible or you can sell something for 2000 and then it's even less so yeah and sometimes for me an indicator is also when i admire other people you know social media is perfect for that right we read something we see other people we see other people talk and all of a sudden you think oh my gosh how did they do that that must be amazing or and i i can tell when i admire somebody it's usually something that i connect with inside and it has to do with something would i like to create that in my life why would i like that would that bring me joy like it's really it's interesting when you follow and see people and some things you're like you could be bothered with or doesn't even like catch your attention but other things really and sometimes we feel it with envy we feel that envy feeling and that's a good indicator also to get into and ask well why am i envious is that something that i want to create and if i do why can't i Mm -hmm. yeah very cool and that's are you you building a group yes actually i am building a group where we talk exactly about this yes where we um, find out um, or where i help or the group helps each other find out about because as i just said sometimes it's not so easy you're sitting here with yourself you're not really sure well what are my talents or what brings me joy we just simply don't want to be alone in the journey so um, i'm building a group where i will help the people and we'll figure out together what the next step is and i'm really um, i'm a virgo so i'm very like down to earth and practical so this is a practical thing. It's not going to be all in our head, but what are the actual first action steps? What are we going to do? Um, where do you want to get? So it involves everything from what is your dream to how do I get there to when do I want to get there and how is it going to look like? And really, it doesn't have to be self-employment. Sometimes I think you're, you're at a workplace and you take stock and you can tell, well, these things I like about it and these things I don't. Well, how, I, how can I change the things that I don't like? Can I change them or can I not? So this is really like a, a self-evaluation to basically understand how do I want to feel every day when I work and how do I get there? How do I get to actually feeling that when I do my, my work? Yeah, and it's again the question, what's important to me? And I think it's so cool that you are creating this group because as you said, if you're busy the whole day, you need some accountability to really say okay now i take my time to think about what do i want and (laughs) and in a group i do i do group work myself it's just the coolest thing to have an appointment and you you promise you even pay money for it so you want to attend and and then you take your time for yourself that's so wonderful and take your time with Andy's help to to think about things like guided it's just you can do it yourself I remember Andy do you remember your first coach I I assume that was your first coach and she told you like you could figure this out yourself but you're just quicker with me and then I I went to her like for years she was really my my um 
my coach for for the transition out into school uh -huh. from the yeah. salad dressing work yeah. it, uh -huh. and i like this like you could do it yourself but you're just faster with me well, but it's, I, it's really true what you're saying and we're so easily lost in our everyday lives like i can i could just told you before we started the color on you we talked about something and i said well you know actually i was just I felt so overwhelmed in the last three days. I just didn't find the time to actually, you know, hold my t myself accountable to do what I wanted to do. So that's just very human. And when you're in a group and you do this together, there's a certain group energy coming to that just carries you and helps you um, to, to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And it's mm -hmm. also very helpful, I think, to see into other situations because Normally you don't meet very different people. You're like in your bubble or in your circle of friends. And maybe even in your circle of friends, you're not, you don't want to open up that you are in a difficult situation. So in a group where you get to know the people very well, but first you don't know them, they're from different backgrounds and then you get to trust them and get to know each other, but they're not in your normal life. They're not, hanging around at the playground with your kids or you know it's it's kind of anonymous but very yes. very um yeah it's like your gang i always say my mastermind is it's your gang you will trust right. them you will love them maybe you stay friends after the group time is over but maybe not but it's so cool to see like wow he's struggling with this wow okay i'm so fortunate or like wow i have this exact same problem and I'm not alone or I'm not stupid or awkward mm -hmm. and that's so and helpful it's hardest it's hardest to talk to friends and family about this because I remember when I started having my dreams or opening up about my dreams because of course people who are closest to you they love you most they're most scared that something bad could happen so I heard I heard a lot of negative feedback about my dreams and and that's very it's a very fragile phase I say it's like a little plant you start having a big dream. It starts awakening inside of you. First of all, you think, well, it's not going to be possible anyways. But then, you know, you keep thinking about it. Once you start sharing that little tiny plant that's just starting to come out of the soil, it's very easy that it can be smashed down. Like a few remarks from a friend or from a family member, that's not going to be possible anyways, or how do you think you're going to do that, or do you think you're going to be capable of doing that? Like, it can be meant well because they want to protect you, but at the end, it's going to destroy your little plant. And so I think with a group of people that you don't know, and with people who believe in dreams, and that our dreams can become a reality, when we pay our attention to it, can be a very beautiful process. It is a beautiful process. Mm -hmm. So you will yeah. share the contact information of yes. you in the comments. So if you feel compelled to like, yes, now is my time and I really want to face this and just change things, then Andy is your, your guide to, to find, find your most joyful job. And it's really what you said. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to like my job. And you always, always said, how do I want to feel? When I work, I love the thought, how do I want to feel when I get up? Like the alarm is ringing and then like, oh, this, that's the most dreadful moment. Yes. I, I didn't have that feeling for long times, but I'm working temporarily in a job. I really like, oh, and I had to get up so early and, 
I was hating that that time. And this feeling is the worst. You you're were dreaming then alarmed then this ugh feeling. So like yeah. imagine you jump out of bed and say yes, hell yes, yes. this day is my day and then the feeling. I remember the feeling, you know, it's Sunday evening and I would get down because Monday starts again. Or the, or when is the next vacation coming up as a teacher, looking how many weeks, how many more days until I have... That just didn't feel like a life to me. Like I need to look forward to times and cannot enjoy the day that I have today. Yeah, and really, it could be your last day. I know it's cheesy and it sounds like, yeah, but it's true and... And that's my compass. Like I want to have a great day every day. And of course, not every day is, is the same energy level. But even if I take care of myself and say today I do I, I watch a movie, I don't don't do any work if I can, you know, like taking care of yourself, that counts too. It doesn't have to be an exciting day to be a good day, but like a good day. That's that's my requirement for every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Sure. <laughs> so thank you so much we could to talk about this topic or any topic for hours so mm -hmm. i'm happy to to meet you andy again next week and uh, leanne maybe in two weeks we have to figure yeah. out if we do that just now weekly forever <laughs> <laughs> nobody feels so good to to connect with you and talk about these topics and it's so important to yeah i hope you watching this like feel heard and like seen and 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 feel the the feeling of well maybe it's just possible that i would love my job and just get in contact with andy and get all the information about her group program and um then you're all set so thank you so much for watching see you next week thank you so thank much thank you and bye bye have a wonderful bye. evening or day wherever you are in the world bye bye if you liked this episode i look forward to a review from you and it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway and maybe it sparked some idea you really are surprised to to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life and please tell me about it i would love to hear from you my contact details you will find them in the show notes have a wonderful day